the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast, where we interview successful plumbing and HVAC business owners from across the country and kind of learn what they're doing in order to drive leads, drive sales, and grow their companies. And today, I'm really excited to have Gene Slade Jr. on the episode with us because he's done something within his company that probably a lot of you aspire to, and that's that he was able to grow extremely quickly within his HVAC business, actually to the point where he made the Inc. 5000 list two years in a row, and he's also been able to sell that business. And um, I know that's kind of the the utopia that a lot of us are after, and really the, the reason we want to be in a business is so that we can grow it, we can see success, and potentially sell it as an asset. And so it's very unique that we get to talk with Gene Slate, and he's also now started a business where he's sharing some of the things that he did in order to accomplish that success. And um, he's going to talk a little bit about that with us as well today. So I'm really excited to welcome you to the call, Gene. Thanks, Prash. I appreciate it. Uh, It's a real honor to be on the uh, the podcast with you. Absolutely. Well, if you don't mind, just kind of tell us us your background. Tell us the story of how you you got to where you're at today and kind of the evolution of of your, your business over the years. Well, it's my parents' fault. Um, my father, my father owned his own company. So when I was 11, he said, "Boy, if you want food, you want clothes, come to work." And All right. so uh, I started with him at the age of 11, working in the summers. Uh, we'd do three air conditioners a day sometimes. Uh, and I, I hate to say it, but uh, at that stage of the game, I think they were beer can cold. <laughs> so the HEC guys out there will get that. Um, but uh, no, we. I started out young, came up through the trades, ended up uh, in sales eventually, and then later in management, um, and then found myself running my own HVAC company that we built and sold in six years in a day. Wow. Um, and we did, did that with uh, some of the secrets that we're going to be sharing with you today. Well, that's awesome, man. And so... Tell me, kind of, what was what was the scope of the business when you sold it in terms of approximate number of guys, approximate revenue? If you can talk to that at all. Uh, yeah, we we had approximately twenty two to twenty four people, uh, depending on the time of year of the month. Yeah, and uh, we had uh, well, maybe a few more than that. Uh, but we had 20 trucks on the road, if you will. Uh, we were doing about $3 million in revenue, a little over $3 million in revenue. And funny thing is that uh, $2 million of it was in maintenance and service. Uh, we really never chased replacements. Um, I, was okay. taught that, I was taught that replacements were supposed to be a result of service um, for a business to be really sustainable. One of my mentors taught me that. I don't know whether mm-hmm. that's true, but <laughs> it worked well for us. Um, and uh, so about a third of our business was replacements, um, which ended up meaning that we had a lot of older systems, and that's one of the reasons that uh, the company looked so valuable on paper to uh, the people that began to fight over it. Okay, awesome. So you got a little bit of a, of a bidding war towards, towards the end as you were looking to sell it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's awesome. So, I mean, 
it's a it's a rare thing that an entrepreneur gets to to have the bragging rights that they made the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing list, companies list. Tell me tell me a little bit about that and that that experience. Well, uh, it was uh, the first year we won it. We didn't even go and uh, attend the ceremonies or anything because it it was a little surreal. Um, you know, I didn't do it. The people that worked with me did it. Um, I, I'll take credit for doing sales training in the morning and doing the marketing, but they're the ones that uh, where the when the rubber meets the road, they accomplished it, not me. So um, maybe that's why I didn't go celebrate. Second year that we did it in a row, we went and took some pictures and everything. We figured uh, it's something that maybe we we'd, maybe we'd never accomplish again. So we wanted to capture the moment. Yeah, and so, there's but a shot of you you uh, with the Inc. 5000 behind you, which is really must be uh, something you take a lot of pride in. Well, um, I don't put too much stock in it. Um, I, I don't think that I should uh, rest on my accomplishments of the past. I'm looking yep. to move forward and help some other contractors accomplish this, and that's where the true joy, I think, in, in business comes from, is helping others get what they want. So I figured out a way to do that with HVAC and plumbing, and uh, nobody's going to stop me. Nice. And that, I think that's a great, a great philosophy to hold. So I, I definitely want to talk about your specific strategies and techniques. And, and so just to kind of keep the, the flow of our typical podcast, let's talk about the fundamentals of your, online, of your marketing strategy because I've always felt like it really boils down to market, message, and media. So knowing who your target customer is, figuring out what message you're going to put out there that really differentiates you from the competition, and then identifying the media or the, the strategies to connect with that customer and to share that message with them. And when you've got those three right, you're going to have a lot of lead flow and a lot of growth within your company. So talk to me a little bit about how you identified your target customer, your ideal customer at, uh, at your company. Well, I was general manager of a company that I helped grow from $2 million to $8 million in three years um, prior to this. And so I had done some radio marketing like I did for my company for them, and that was really the only marketing I knew how to do when I ended up starting my company. Um, so that was, you know, I do, I did what I knew when I ended up uh, starting my company. Okay. Um, and and I just, I got lucky, really. Gosh, um, <laughs> I think I got lucky. I think God watches out for me. And um, I, I ended up getting involved with a company up in Tampa that um, we were on a talk radio station up there. I learned how to talk to customers. I learned how to do some marketing on the air. And so I was prepared when I started my company. Um, I ended up going on a talk radio station when I started my company. And we began to talk about, well, we did one-hour blocks of radio, which is where we're going to end up going next. Um, you know, uh, the, the media side of your triangle here. Um, you know, I, I've had some successes and I've had some failures with radio. My failures mm -hmm. came, came from running 30 and 60-second spots. Those kinds of campaigns. I ran one of them for a, a large five-figure number my first year in business, and it nearly wiped me out. So oh, I talk boy. to contractors all, all the time that are like, hey, man, I've, I've never been able to make radio work. And I'm like, listen, in a conventional way, I understand. I've been there. I've done that. I had one that almost wiped me out. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about here today. We're talking about buying um, you know, 30-minute or one-hour blocks of time. That was how we went to market. That's the kind of media we bought. We bought 30 and 60 second blocks of time on news talk stations, sports talk stations, even country and religious stations. 
and we would deliver a message for a half an hour to an hour where we had a station that people were used to tuning in and we had a kind of a captive audience. Um, you know, people are creatures of habit. So people that listen to the Rush Limbaugh stations and the Sean Hannity's, they listen to that station whether or not those guys are on. Right. Um, they, they have so that station up and running and that's just what they listen to anytime they're in the car. Exactly. So, and just happens to be that that you know radio stations do a lot more research on their demographic and their target customers and who their customers actually are than HDAC or plumbing contractors ever will spend. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay. I just I found out who their customers were. Turned out the Rush Limbaugh customers, the Sean Hannity customers, the Bill O'Reilly customers, all those people had more money, more disposable money than the other people. They were middle to upper class, the majority of them. You've got some people in there that are not, but um, most of them are of, of like mind, at least. Um, and they're striving to be better. Um, yeah. And, and, they, and they want the nicer things for their life. So um, it was really a home run, something that I kind of fell into. Um, I've always been a good salesperson, so I, I know how to talk to customers. I know what hot buttons are. I know all that stuff. But I had to find a, a place where I could get out in front of people and use those skills. Um, and right. frankly, direct mail didn't work for me. I tried that. Um, I tried the local magazines, you know, trying, trying to get 12, 13 customers a month in off of something. You don't know what time of day they're going to call. You don't know when they're going to call. You go to some of these other, other places, you got to share leads with people. I mean, I, I, I burned a hundred grand on other things while I was in business, but 95% uh, of the money, about $1.3 million went to the type of marketing that I'm telling you about, the, the one-hour talk shows. Wow. So that was, so I definitely that was, want to unpack that more because that's, that's a very different strategy than what, you know, as I talk to other people, they, you know, they talk about all these different things, but it sounds like to you radio has been a, a slam dunk with this unique strategy that you've kind of fell into and, and have honed. But so then are you telling me that because you recognize radio as a good play, and they had all the demographic data, and it just it kind of fortunately landed that the people that were listening to the stations you were advertising on happened to be homeowners, happened to have a higher income level, and happened to really be the ideal kind of client you wanted to work with. Yeah, and I've done the studies afterwards just to make sure that the radio company studies are right. Yep. I'll take the addresses and everything of the people that we, we get calling in on these stations, and we'll run out our own reports to see where the median household income is in that specific city, where mm -hmm. this household value is and everything, and we're seeing across the board, yeah, we're, we're generating exactly the kind of customer we're looking for. And that's probably why my average tickets were higher, in addition to the fact that we, we had a lot of good sales training. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you were positioning yourself to those customers. Um, you know, you, you said a lot of sales training, a lot of messaging training. What, you know, what was your USP when you went to that particular market? Um, we're selling an image. Uh, we're selling, um, you know, a uniformed, background-checked, drug-tested technician uh, that's going to come out and spend 75 to 90 minutes doing everything they can to get that customer system as close to factory fresh condition as possible. And we sell it as a tune-up or a total system rejuvenation or a precision tune-up, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter what the name is, but the service is, you know, has got to be there. So we go out and we sell a WOW tune-up, W-O-W. Um, okay. You know, we, 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 we're 
going out there to knock their socks off. We're going to clean the outdoor coils. We're going to wipe down the indoor coil or spray an indoor coil cleaner on it. Um, you know, we're, we're going to check all of the capacitors and all everything. You know, we, we communicate that to the customer. But then we would share with them on the radio all the benefits really to them. It's one thing to tell them what you're going to do, right? Because mm -hmm. customers don't know technical stuff. Right? You talk too technical too long, they're like a deer in the headlights. So we switch really quick. We would switch really quick on the radio and we'd talk about um, all the benefits to them because that's really the feel-good stuff. Customer doesn't care what it does. They want to know what it does for them. Yeah. So we'd switch it and start hitting on all the benefits, the, the energy savings, the you know not being inconvenienced by breakdowns in the middle of the night or on the weekends. I mean, when do things typically break down, right? Um, yeah. When do you find out they're broke down? When they're so we would we hit all the hot buttons on the radio, and we'd talk about you know um, indoor air quality in the northern part of the country. We talk about carbon monoxide. Um, in the plumbing shows, we talk about um, you know we talk about water quality and the things that are in the water. So we just we hit all of the hot buttons. We we educate, if you will, the customer. I don't like educate. Um, I've been taught to use the word enlighten, <laughs> mm. uh, um, but uh, we try to enlighten the customer. Um, and then we give them an opportunity to get all of this from us instead of uh, going out and playing Google Roulette. Right. Um, you know, or Yellow Page Roulette. Uh, you don't know who you're getting. Um, so th the customers start to feel really comfortable while we're, uh, they're listening on the air. There's plenty of time for them to listen and get sold. Um, and then we give them an opportunity to get a really great service on, you know, almost on us. Um, when I started my company, Josh, a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I gave away a two-hour tune-up for free. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I knew, almost like I, I the, knew, ultimate, the ultimate foot-in-the-door strategy, right? You're going to... Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, here's the thing. I, technicians, they can either sell or they can't. All right. They, it doesn't matter how much it costs to get through the door. And, and this has been proven market after market after market. New companies are launching on these strategies. Um, I, I did free tune-ups for the first year and a half. Wow. My average ticket, my brother and I, between the two of us, and we did not sell equipment. We did not sell air conditioners or furnaces the first two years. Huh. Between, between my brother and I, $1,032 average ticket. Wow. 72.36% closing ratio. On free tune-ups. Unreal. Now, when I came out of the field, my brother came out of the field, we dropped down to about $800 average tickets. Um, but it's still good, right? Yeah, I dare say. Still really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what so you're talking, your, your, your approach has been enlighten them, get them interested with a really exciting offer that's, like, almost irresistible, Get your foot in the door and add value on the front end by doing that full home uh, for full e evaluation, and then opportunities will present themselves to the tune. In, in your case, if you've got a good trained sales team and they know how to handle it, it's to the tune of somewhere between eight hundred and thirteen hundred dollars per per ticket. Yeah, but you you listen. You, you spend money on any marketing without a sales training program in place. I think it's foolish. Yep. <laughs> I think, listen, I can generate all kinds of new customers for people, and they're good customers, but if your technicians can't go out and deliver, it's pointless. So, I mean, I think that's an important point to make. It's just not a magic switch. I can, I can get you good customers. You can get people good customers, Josh, but they've got to be able to close. So 
think it's important that we give the sales trainers out there a shout out. They, you know, they should be spending money with them too. No doubt. Yeah, it's not just about the leads. It's about the leads and monetizing those leads, which is exactly what the sales training does. It's all about the money. <laughs> we don't get up in the morning and do this for any other reason, right? I mean, you have to get paid. No doubt. So, I mean, so it sounds like what you're telling me, if you look at your at your marketing mix in the company, which, again, guys, he, he was able to grow this over a six-year period to, to Inc. 5000 status, which is, which is outstanding, and he did it in a completely different way than, than traditional wisdom would tell you. Because I've got, you know, we, we know what the different media are, right, from direct mail to yellow pages to internet marketing to SEO to pay-per-click to pay-per-lead services and everything in between, um, of those, what, which ones did you participate in, if any, um, and what, obviously, I know the answer, but what was the most effective for you? Uh, direct mail did not work very well for me. I okay. only bought, I only got the free yellow page ads. Mm -hmm. um, I spent $30,000 on a radio campaign over 60 days that uh, nearly tanked my company in the first 15 months. Um, public relations, I spent no money there. Um, I did some BNI stuff. I did some networking. I'm not a big networking person. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had somebody who could do it for me, but we were so dang busy growing the company mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it was hard to allocate more resources when we were all working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Home yeah. shows, I absolutely hate home shows, but they can be effective. And uh, believe it or not, I paid my people a hundred bucks a piece for every single home show lead that we could get, and we gave away free tune-ups there too. Okay. Um, and and we we did okay at home shows, believe it or not. Okay. Um, because we were good at going out, looking the part, doing a good checklist, and uh, and and my guys knew what to say. They weren't sent out there without a presentation that they had memorized that became theirs. Um, the internet marketing SEO PPC, I. At one point, I was spending three grand a month on Google and getting my butt kicked um, by other people. I was not good at it. Obviously, the people that were doing it for me were not that good at it. Right. Um, the lead buying services, Dunham, uh, halfway successful at them. Uh, again, it's all about the attitude, I think, of the technician that goes out there. You know, um, some people say that they're bottom feeders. I'd be very careful before I started saying that anybody who was willing to have you come out to their home and pay you anything was a bottom feeder. Right. You know, they've they've got a they've got a, a reason for calling you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not calling you just to play games. They got a problem. So right. be professional. Be professional. And elevate. Don't complain about stuff. That gets you nowhere. Negativity gets you nowhere. Right. Um, and then on directory advertising, um, I don't even want to talk about the third one that's listed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's I guess that's where that's where we're headed next. Yeah, um, the anti-blitz stuff. I've seen some people be uh, some people be uh, you know okay with that, but do okay with it. Um, I've got no good experience there, no bad experience either. Right. So then, so then for you, you know, I think we, we all know the answer, but talk, let's yeah, talk about the perspective most profitable in, in your in your world and what what you really felt feel propelled you to that uh, success that you had? Well, when you're talking about bringing in two to 3,000 new customers a year from one lead source, 
Yeah. Um, that was that was what propelled us. That was what drove us. Because listen, when you're growing that fast, you burn leads too. We burned a lot of leads, mm-hmm. um, but we had so many coming in that uh, you know we had new opportunities all the time. Right. Um, and that, that really, in my opinion, is what what companies need for growth. They need new opportunities. Uh, salespeople call it fresh meat, right? But yep. they you need new blood coming into your business. Um, you just do. You have a choice. If you want to grow, you've got to have new blood. Yep. So for you, that that was radio, and of course, it's due to this unique, kind of different than anything we've really heard um, approach to leveraging radio, buying the almost infomercial type spot, um, and then of course all of the strategy that goes along with that. And, and so that, in your mind, is what helped propel the company to, to where it was and how you were able to hit the Inc. 5000 and sell the company. And, and now um, you've started this new company called Lead Ninja, which really is you packaging what you've learned in your expertise and helping to apply it to other plumbing and HVAC businesses, right? That's exactly it. So talk, exactly to, me, talk it. to me a little bit about that and um, kind of some of the results you've gotten for, for other plumbing and HVAC companies. Um, we have uh, clients all over the country now um, that are getting anywhere from, you know, depending on their budgets, that are getting anywhere from six, seven, eight new customers a week using the Lead Ninja system, up to 60, 70 new customers a week uh, that are, you know, new maintenance customers that want their air conditioners or their furnace cleaned, tuned up. They want you to come out there and make sure there's no mold, there's no cracks in heat exchangers, there's no problems that they're going to have to deal with because these are people that are busy, right? People that have more money are typically people who are busy, right? They don't want to be inconvenienced. So that's what we're looking at. We're, we're getting in the homes just like we were doing for my company. I'm going out and doing customized radio shows for contractors around the country that fit the bill, right? That do the uniforms, that, that, that you know, have drug tested technicians, background check technicians, the good guys out there, right? We want to right. give them all the help that we can give them. So that's what Lead Ninja is all about. We're creating customized radio shows. We're doing all the media buys. We do everything for the customer. Right. So if you're an HVAC contractor and you're out there and you're going, you know, gosh, I wish I could just go somewhere and somebody could give me, you know, the, the, the number of calls that I need, that's more than likely um, what Lead Ninja can do for just about anybody out there, assuming that they're in an area that's got a population big enough to, to sustain the program. We don't work with just any area. Um, you can't, you know, we want to make sure that everything we do is going to be a success. So. Um, yep. There are some, some, some areas of the country where there's just nothing we can do. Uh, right. But most of the, if you're, if you're in an area where you've got more than three, 400,000 people in your area, chances are pretty good that uh, Leave Ninja can make uh, something work for you. Nice. And one of the interesting things you said, six to eight and 60 to 70 leads per week or new customers. So there's a lot of scalability to this. It's one of those things where if you've got the horsepower and you've got the you know the the wherewithal, you can scale this up as as large and as quickly as you want. If you're in the right area um, and you want three million dollars in revenue additional next year, yeah, I can do that. Uh, it's just but it's got to be in the right area. I've got to have the radio buys there. You've got to mm-hmm. be able to run the calls. I mean. You, 
you got to be able to have, you got to have the salespeople to do it. But yeah, the, it, it is kind of like a uh, a radio dial. No pun intended. You can turn up or down um, whenever you want, just about. Uh, you know, within reason. I mean, there are there are agreements that are in place. You know. Sure. And so um, you mentioned HVAC. Can can this work for plumbing companies as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, that was always a dream of mine. Um, and uh, we recently had a plumbing contractor that was an HVAC customer of ours, and he really wanted to do a new. Uh, uh, he was actually launching a new plumbing business in Las Vegas. It's one of the major brands. Um, I never asked permission to release the name, so I won't release the name, but it's a major mm -hmm. brand that launched two months ago in Vegas. Um, about a month ago, we went out and did some training with them, and uh, on Thanksgiving weekend, we launched a, uh, a water treatment and plumbing maintenance show for them, and the results were outstanding. So nice. um, they were out so there. It's kind of a, a proven model for this, both in HVAC and in plumbing. Well, they're so close together. <laughs> they're so close together. There wasn't much that had to be changed um, to make the show work for plumbing. You know, all I had to do, all we had to do was learn about water, what's in the water, the chlorines, the fluorides, the heavy metals, what they do to your 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 water system, what they do to your body. I mean, it's a no-brainer. We were able to put together a show that establishes a need for water treatment equipment um, and for maintaining your existing stuff, um, and uh, it looks like it's home run. Nice. So I guess what's really cool about this uh, is you know, it's almost like you can create demand. Um, and, and, you know, obviously I'm not advocating guys <laughs> yeah. to cancel all of your other marketing and just do radio. Obviously you want to have a, a diversified strategy using all of the tools that are in your tool belt. But with Internet, with, you know, online advertising, a lot of times it's directional. You're tapping into the people that are overtly searching for a new plumbing company or a new HVAC company, yeah. and they have a need right then and there. But you're kind of hamstrung based on those how many people are really looking in your market at that moment in time. With this strategy, you can really kind of reach through and push people through push advertising and generate the, the leads and the calls as opposed to just waiting for them to contact you. Is that right? Well, I would call it pull advertising. Okay. Uh, because when the, the the shows are very convincing and people don't know, I mean, they're they're not being pushed to do anything. When they call, they're excited about calling. Um, and we only give a certain number of these away at a discounted price. These tune-ups and everything. So, like, they're they're aggressively seeking and calling, wanting the offer. Um, we're we're pulling them right into the telephones. Nice. So. I mean, if somebody's interested in this, Gene, and they want to they wanna learn more about you and about kind of what your methodology is and how you might be able to help them, what, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, I would say go check out the website. Um, there is a contact form right on the website. Um, after you read through and, and see what's available, there's even pricing there. Um, we're not interested in hiding anything from anybody. Uh, but we're looking for contractors who need another 15 new customers a week or more. Okay. Um, that's really that's really what we're looking for. And 15 new customers a week is about enough for one technician to keep busy all week. Um, so, and, and it and and what we've seen in the past, it's capable of delivering 
uh, near, if not more than seven figures worth of revenue. Nice. So, um, that's what we're looking for. Um, they could reach us uh, on the, on our telephones as well, and those are on the website. Just go to theleadninja.com. So that's theleadninja.com. Yes, sir. Excellent. Any anything else you want to add on? You know the the lead ninja or what somebody should do to get in contact with you or feel like that you've got that covered. Uh, you know, I think that uh, if people want to contact us, they've got enough information here. Um, I just appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be talking with you today and to be in the position that we've been put in. Um, we're, we're very, very blessed to be able to help lots of great people out there. So um, if anybody's out there and they need help, um, they want something that they can just set on autopilot, that's what this is. Um, it's HVAC and plumbing marketing for you know, somebody who wants to put it on autopilot and not have to be involved with it. And we're very, very competitive uh, on the cost per lead um, side. Otherwise, we wouldn't be getting these large national accounts. Right. Oh, Absolutely. and the other thing I, I guess I should say, um, you know, I almost forgot. This is really important. Um, we do all the negotiating with the radio stations to buy the airtime, but um, we don't actually collect a dollar unless the phone rings. Um, I put I, I, one of the things that bothered me um, as an HVAC contractor was that every time I go in, you know, people want me to spend a hundred grand with them a year, but they're not guaranteeing me any results. Right now. I can't necessarily guarantee you the results, but what I can guarantee you is that if I don't get your results, you don't pay me a dime. Wow. Lead Ninja, Lead Ninja only gets paid when the phone rings. That's it. And we have a software system and, and tracked lines and everything, so we know when the phone rings during the program. We get reports for customers on it, you know, with you know their name. Their, people that know call recording know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, we only charge for the customers that call. That's it. So if, if I set all this up and it doesn't work, I, I made no money. I'm wow. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm one of the only people that I know that will put my own skin in the game. I put my money where my mouth is. Um, that's, I, I think that's the way it should be. So, yeah, that's, um, that, that, that's powerful. Ahead. You know, a completely results-based solution where you know your your skin is in the game as much as theirs, or, or more so. Yeah, actually, every bit. It's it's yeah, it's every bit. Every That's bit. awesome. So again, if you guys want to learn more about Gene and this radio process that he's developed, and, and really just get into his world and you know kind of explore the possibilities, then go to theleadninja.com. He's got some great additional information there, all his contact information is there, and definitely check that out. So before we close, Gene, what would you say to the plumbing or HVAC business owner that, you know, they're, they're, they're not where they want to be, um, you know, what, what additional nuggets of wisdom would you share with those folks that, that might help to inspire them or help move them to the next level? <laughs> I'm reminded of a story about a gentleman named Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. Um, he, most people know him. He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, you know, all kinds of books. Um, he's a best-selling author, and he was, having, he was being interviewed by a reporter. And uh, this reporter, after she was done interviewing him, said, hey, can we talk off the record? And he said, absolutely. And she said, look, I, I'm a writer, too. 
and I would just like some advice from one writer to another on what I could do to be more successful. And uh, Robert Kiyosaki said, well, I'll tell you what, um, I think if I were you, I might take a couple sales courses. And the writer cringed. She drew back and she said, oh, are you kidding me? I am a professional journalist. I would never lower myself to become a salesperson. I don't need to take sales classes. And Robert Kiyosaki smiled and he grabbed his book and he pointed to the front of his book and he said, could you tell me what this says right here in the lower right-hand corner? And she said, it says best-selling author. He says, it doesn't say best writing author, does mm -hmm. it? <laughs> it says best-selling author. Um, he said, you have more talent in your little pinky for writing than I will ever have. But I'm a salesperson, and that's why I make more money than you. So I would, I would say you have got to have a sales culture. At Air Genie, um, we, did, we were a sales organization. We just happened to have HVAC parts on our trucks. Um, you have to have a culture of sales. You have to have sales training. If not daily, you need to have somebody who's in charge of it, who's doing it as often as possible because that, that's the other secret to growth. You've got to get people through the door, but you've got to be able to close them. And then, of course, everybody knows you've got to be able to deliver on the service side. But uh, sales is where it starts. That's what I would, I would say. Focus awesome. on sales. Get, and I, a shameless plug for my mentor, Charlie Greer. Um, he's, in my opinion, he's the best at it. So I would look him up online. Charlie Greer. Well, that, that, that was a great story. I think a great conclusion to this, uh, to this interview. Um, thank you so much for your generosity and your time kind of sharing, sharing your success and sharing what worked for you. Uh, of course, listeners, if you want to learn more about Gene, uh, again, you can go to the leadninja.com. And, of course, to, to stay in tune and hear other interviews with other successful leaders in the plumbing and HVAC world, uh, be sure to go to plumbingmarketing.net. There you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you'll get alerts as new episodes are posted. And thanks so much for your time, and we'll see you again on a, on a future podcast episode. Thanks for doing this for the industry, Josh. Oh, thank you.